possibly bleak as this. Welcome back to Box to Box, everyone. Um, for our second episode being recorded, we had a little uh, trouble with the last one, so we are hoping this one works out. Um, bear with us as we figure out figure out all these technological issues. But so far, I think we're doing pretty well. So, hello, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. Thank you, Apple support for helping us. Oh, true, Apple no, support. Yeah. Actually, you know what? This to everyone listening, this podcast that you're listening to is kind of a. Uh, you know, it's a community effort. Mm. We've here at Box to Box have been very thankful for our different friends helping out. We have Jack Harris helping us out with it, with the sound equipment. They're they're called Nash. No, no, Portland Nash. Portland Studios Nash. Portland Studios Nash. <laughs> right. is it LLC. Yeah, LLC. Yeah. Is that yeah? We're is it? It's our our first. That's partner. our producer. Oh, yeah, our no. first partner. So shout out them. Um, also, thank you. You know, Quinn Lauder again helping us out with a little bit of uh, video support. And Max Russo for making us some new logos. He's our uh, our designer, creative graphic designer, creative yeah, director. Creative director. <laughs> um, so actually, what I think is important is that we introduce ourselves. Since oh yeah, because <laughs> we didn't do that last time. Yeah. Right? So what's up, everyone? Uh, my name is Harry Hicks. I'm Thomas McKeon. and I'm Max Botcher. Uh, and we are the box. What's our uh, what's our like backstory? We uh, should we tell people? Oh yeah, we, no, we, we know each other. We, we we we've hung out in before. Vietnam, when we, really? <laughs> well, yeah, not like in the seventies, but like in the early two thousands, we we met in in Nam. Yeah. <laughs> well, we went to grade school together. Yeah. We've known each other since kindergarten, right? Not Thomas. No, Thomas was, was a transfer student. Oh, you were a transfer. That's why we're not yeah, as actually. close with him. But you can see oh. in the dynamic. Well, Harry and I weren't today. <laughs> Harry, Harry and I weren't in the same I'm class until eighth grade, yeah. right? I don't think so. We'd always be in the opposite class, and I'd be like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, who's this guy? Sure. This well, I'm glad it worked out. Well, I now, know all you in Singapore are really interested in our backstories, but you guys want to want to talk about some soccer? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, let's, let's do it. I guess. I mean, we mi- Unless you guys right, have some so crazy stories. We missed out on our game of the week, match of the week last yeah. week, Arsenal Tottenham. Canceled. Yeah, I think I, I have something to say about this because I feel like when they first started canceling matches, it was pretty, you know, it was like, okay, if this pers- if this team has a lot of COVID cases, they don't barely have enough guys to field a full team, we'll postpone the game. Mm-hmm. And I think they did that, you know, um, with a bunch of different teams over the past couple of weeks. But now I feel like they need to, like, have a rule because this, for example, this Tottenham-Arsenal game, which um, was our match of the week and I was really excited to watch, was canceled, but it wasn't like a total, it wasn't all because of COVID. It was, they had some COVID, they had some players in AFCON, they had some players um, injured. And I don't want to say this, like I think it's not only Arsenal that are doing this, but I feel like at a certain point, team management is part of the game. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different competitions. There's a lot of players in different competitions and there's national teams. So you have to be able to prevent injuries as much as possible and also work around the fact that some players have international duty. And that's like mm-hmm. part of it. I don't think, I think the Premier League needs to, like say okay, if you have six I, confirmed COVID cases, yeah. it has you can to be COVID. It can't be right. There, there has to be like some real thing. Which yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you guys have any extra thoughts on that, but I feel like that's something that no, needs to. They've changed their like policies like constantly, and yeah. it's, it's it's not fair. It's not fair that like Tottenham is about to have 
like got a break and now can or is gonna just yeah. Like, Tottenham has like three games in hand. Three games in no, hand. Yeah. No, I think they have. We've played. 20, Chelsea's played twenty three. Tottenham just finished their eighteenth or nineteenth game. Yeah, so like four, four games. games in hand. And like teams like Chelsea haven't had a break since like in like a major break, especially the players that we have. Um, for like two years now because of the cram schedule and now Tottenham like those players needed that break and they're they're set up for the next rest of the season mm-hmm. um, so just like like that's also it's a different issue but what would cause less controversy would just be a, be a consistent policy against yeah. the on the COVID cases right I yeah I agree sense. with like X know. amount of COVID cases fine we'll mm-hmm. re- reschedule right um, yeah, yeah I agree um, all right, well... We should be the FA. We should be yeah. the one. We should be the <laughs> we'll decision makers. Yeah. Um, all right, well, with that aside, so our previous match of the week, um, we'll just... When that game comes around, I'm not sure when it's been rescheduled for, but we'll just put that in as our match of the week with the same um, same predictions and probably add another game in yeah. the same week. But for this week, um, we're doing something a little bit different, and we're going outside of these traditional top five leagues, and we're going to watch... Ajax versus PSV. Mm. Um, current standings, PSV are one point ahead of Ajax. So it's a pretty um, close game right there at the top. Um, yeah. So we'll make, make some predictions per usual. Anyone want to start us off, either of you? I'm excited to, to watch this. Yeah. I, I haven't, I've never watched a, I, I never Air watched an Eredivisie game. I watch um, Ajax just in the Champions League. That's yeah. right. And yeah. they have decent teams, like PSV and... What was it Vitesse and AZ? They're all like mm-hmm. like big name clubs that I've never actually watched. Um, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, and you know I'm excited to watch Mari Gotza. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I too. That'd be I so was, fun to watch. Like, I, I honestly, honestly, to be honest, to be honest, to be really honest, <laughs> I had no idea a single player in PSV and yeah. they're top of the league beating Ajax. Yeah. Look at their team. They that's, have a, a lot of like fun young players in Mari Gotza. Yeah. No, that's what, that's one of the reasons why I really have enjoyed watching the Europa League because mm-hmm. there are so many players that I like forget about or just don't even Older realize are players are too. playing. Um, so I think it's pretty cool. Speaking yeah. of, I just saw. Did you see um, what's his name? Ben Arfa just yeah. got signed to Lille, I think. He's a freaking As a free FIFA, god. Yeah. FIFA god. FIFA god five, in five real star, life, five star, I think. Five star skills, for yeah. sure. But no, I feel like he's like a type of player. I was seeing the Europa League. I was like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. I know this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so him coming up. With that being said, like, let's hear your predictions, Tommy. Oh, okay. My predictions are. I just want to talk a little bit. There's a couple guys to watch out for. A Mario Gotza. Mario Gotza is 29. Did you realize that? I thought he was like 35. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he kind of like fell he off. He scored that goal when he was like 21 years old in yeah. the World yeah. Cup. That's World insane. Cup. I didn't, that's insane. Um, but like PSV has a couple other young guys. This guy Vertessen and this guy Gakpo. Gakpo. Harry and I were watching uh, Gakpo highlights before Gakpo, we got yeah, here. Yeah, both of them have six goals this this season, um, and both are young talents, like 21, 22 year old wingers. Um, and they have, you know, Carlos Vinicius, the guy, he, he was on Tottenham um, oh, a year ago. Yeah. He was um, on he was, No, he was on PSV. Oh, I don't know. And he's, like, mm-hmm. another top goal scorer. Yeah. And Mario um, goes, so I, that's a strong, pretty strong attack. And Ajax, still quality team, um, but the Haller's out on yeah. international duty. Dude, he's crazy. <laughs> he's leading that team. Yeah. 12 goals, so... 
From what I've heard, Ajax is such a fluid team, except for Haller, who just stands in the box and just like lets everyone go crazy and then just scores goals like crazy because mm-hmm. yeah, everyone else is just like putting in crazy crosses. I think that's the problem. When he was on West Ham, he was like supposed to be like, like the creator and like do too yeah. much. I think, and he didn't do well other than that like one bicycle kick he scored with West Ham. He didn't really do much. Right. I think it was sold last January. Hmm. Um, so it's really exciting to see him doing so well at Ajax and scoring. I think wasn't the top scorer tied top scorer of the group with Leva group stage with yeah. Leva and the Champions League. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. So not bad at all. And it was like a huge tally too. So I think. Someone's phone. No, so I think it's like it's so exciting to see him doing so well. Um, so I'm interested to hear your score. My score is going to be uh, two to two draw. Really? No, that's a little an yeah. exciting raw. Okay, boys. Um, but from what I've seen from my I, I like from highlight yeah. videos from, from PSV. PSV <laughs> <laughs> seems pretty good, and Ajax doesn't have Haller, so. I think they're both gonna score some goals. It seems like a high-scoring league. Um, yeah, I'm going two-two draw. Absolutely the incorrect answer. I'm going <laughs> four-nil Ajax. Holy shit. Really? Um, yeah, they do. They have only four goals conceded the whole season. Mm. I I had to refresh my page because it's set in 19 games, four goals. That's the lowest out of like all of like, including all the top five leagues and Eredivisie. That's the lowest amount of goals conceded. That's crazy. And I think they they won the last one five nil. Mm-hmm. Haller scored one goal. I think this time he's not there. They're scoring four goals. Yeah, I, I guess he's missing. Now I think so. Like, oh, not against Mario Götze. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it'll be no. I, I think they're yeah, a dominant sure. team. I think I have seen. You know, they have two or three losses. I think and a couple a draw maybe. Um, and they have been to like maybe some lesser sides, but in the Champions League. The Champions League. They showed up in the big games. They showed up five nil against PSV last time. Um, I don't see, uh, and even with Haller gone, um, I don't see any reason for them not to stop PSV. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good game. I mean, Tadic was my player that I was looking at. Dude, he's for so Ajax. fun to watch. Seven goals, 13 assists this year. That's crazy. <laughs> and then on the other side, you have Anthony, who's playing incredible too. Yeah. So I'm taking Ajax 2 0. No Allaire, but. I think they should win pretty easily. They're not going to let in a goal. Yeah, I guess. Well, I'll be rooting hard for PSV, my new yeah. uh, favorite team. Yeah. He is, no, PSV has some good players. <laughs> yeah, your players. jersey's in the mail. <laughs> I think Gakpo, um, who you mentioned, he's like six two. Yeah, so like he's said, like he's huge, tall. but he's a winger. Like yeah. you never see a winger that's really that tall. Because like Harry and I couldn't think of one. Like, uh, what's his name? Zaha. Zaha yeah. is pretty tall. Yeah, I was thinking Zaha. Though, so that's only like winger though. Yeah. It's pretty tall. Vinicius yeah. is pretty tall, I think. But he Yeah, but he's like he's skinny. He's more like slim, yeah. Yeah, Gakpo's really pretty big. Like, he's muscle yeah. too. But he so but he's like so feet. yeah, so light on his feet, he can pass really well. So yeah. um, we will see. Yeah, so see you boys at seven thirty AM. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then after I mean I'm, we don't have to go into this too much, but um that United West Ham game should be pretty exciting as well. Yeah. Um I don't know if you guys watched that United game today. They won uh, 3-1 against Brentford, I think, which was expected, I guess. But yeah. um, that's pretty – if we're thinking about the top four race, that's a pretty big game mm-hmm. for those two. Yeah, so definitely. I'm not going to make a prediction or anything, but I'm excited for that game as well. Yeah, it's so important for both. Yeah, yeah I watch a lot of United recently just to, like, see what's happening. Under it's Ryan interesting, Nick. yeah. They're, tr- they're still trying to figure it out. And every – like, he's playing, like, a 4-2-2-2 sometimes. He's playing the 4-2-3-1. 
and they're, he's just trying to figure it out and it's pretty interesting yeah. to see yeah. who's succeeding under him and who's not yeah I think a, a shoe in for a little different comment here mm. would be their last game when they played uh, Aston Villa and it tied 2-2 with Coutinho with an assist and a um, goal coming out of the sub yeah that's pretty sick to see him debut yeah so yeah and you have him playing with Gerard, who's his coach now and then did you see the rumors that Luis Suarez is I thinking saw- of joining Villa in January I he has like that, some falling out with Simeone and is now like wants to go to Villa to play with Coutinho and Gerard. What that's is awesome. the falling out? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. What? I don't know. Has he not been playing well? I don't know. I don't. I. That's all um, I heard. Wasn't Suarez like the top scorer last year? Like the first year he left Barcelona, he was like the top scorer in La yeah, Liga, yeah, yeah, and then they won the league. Um, um, yeah, but that that'd be huge, and I think they could get him for like ten mil. I'm gonna bring up the stats. Oh, he's been. He has seven goals this year with Atletico. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. No, but, I mean, that would be pretty sick. Um, yeah. United have their own problems, I guess. I know Rangnick today said, like, Maguire, Juan Bissaka, and I think Luke Fred. Luke Shaw. Or Luke Shaw, yeah. They're just not good enough for the team. That's what he <laughs> said. He said, he said Juan Bissaka. Slap. Um, I Slap. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Ronaldo said, too. He was like, I'm, if we're not in the Champions League, I'm leaving. Okay, I feel like that's just... He can, like... He can't say that. I know, no. he can't say like, that's that. Just, like, the he's most, just like, going around and... Selfish. Yeah. I know. I mean, obviously, yeah, whatever. He's Cristiano Ronaldo, but, like... Yeah. You're part of this team. Like, if you're... Maybe, like, you can do something you about this. You can contribute to like, this, yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. entirely everyone else's fault if you're not in the Champions League. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of a dumb statement, I think. Well, do we want to switch over to our, our debate for today? Yeah, um, so... Yeah. Like, one thing we've been or we've been talking about is the fact that Man City are so good and some other leagues um, are a little bit more one-sided like Bundesliga with Bayern Munich or um, League One with PSG over the past couple of years obviously um, Lille got them last year but the question we are, will be answering is mm. is, is this a one is the Premier League becoming a one team league maybe a like or what, I yeah. came up with this question as more of a gut reaction to that Chelsea Man United game or Man City game. Yeah, because Man City just... dominated us, and that's the second game in a row that we just got dominated by City. And it's been what five years now? Where like Liverpool won the league in 2019, 2020 yeah. season. Um, City so like, won it twice, then Liverpool, then City, and now Chelsea. Uh, and Chelsea, Chelsea won it twenty sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, uh, how this season is going, City's going to win four of the last five Premier League t- titles, mm-hmm. which is, on the, if that continues, on the level of the sort of dominance Bayern, PSG, and Juve have had yeah. um, in the last 10 years. So, is that trend going to continue? I think, okay, I, I, I mean, when you first posed this question, my thought was that, yes, City will continue to win they'll continue to be the best team for the time you know for whatever as long as they keep up this form but I don't think like I looked at it and Manchester United won the league 13 times between 1993 and 2013 which is a 20 year period and they won 13 times right that's that's crazy yeah they obviously had Alex Ferguson um, at the wheel but like that's I mean that's a one team league or whatever you want to call it um so i don't think anything's changed i think it's still a competitive league um 
and maybe yeah, at the top it's not as crazy, but I think that's just kind of how it's always going to be. I think mm. maybe not always going to be because obviously there's we want a title race, and I think that's kind of why this conversation came up is because it was there was so much hype over like a three horse race with Chelsea, Liverpool, and City, um, and it doesn't look like we're going to get that this year. But I don't know if that's like a huge deal. I mean, as a fan, yeah. obviously, I want to see that race, but I want to see Chelsea closer, more importantly. But yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons why. So I think City started their dominance when Pep left Bayern and went to City. So the first year, Chelsea won, and since then, City has like played incredible, and they've also spent a ton of money. So I think, I think the biggest thing that like fans have with City like the biggest like issue they have with them is like they spend so much money like they're owned by like Abu Dhabi's like United group um but like so are so many other Prem teams and I feel like Chelsea spend or City spends so much money but I honestly when I look at their transfers besides Grealish which is like this is his first year they've spent their money like so well like actually so well. That that was my yeah. And like Ru I, I wrote these down. Ruben Diaz, Cancelo, Rodri, Mares, Laporte. Wait, I have, I have a list. So they're they're top like ten to twelve signings of all time are Grealish, who hasn't this is his first year. Down the list. De Bruyne, Diaz, Mares, Cancelo, Laporte, Sterling, Rodri, Mendy, um, Stones. Kyle Walker, Leroy Sané, who was sold, and Bernardo Silva. Yeah, pretty much every lineup. single that's their starting lineup. Let's let's go down to Chelsea, mm-hmm. Lukaku, Kai, Kepa, all like Ke- Kai out of those three have done has only done all right. Morata, um, bust sold. Pul- Pul- no, he's sold. sold for profit. Yeah, that's true. Pulisic hasn't really come to fruition. Fernando Torres, <laughs> and some of these are old. Jorginho, yeah. Timo hasn't come to fruition. Um, Chilwell, yes. Kovacic, yes. Shevchenko's there. Um, Ziyech, no. And Bakayako, no. So, like... So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the difference. That's a huge difference. And I think a lot of times Chelsea are... I think Chelsea spend more at will because they switch managers around so Mm -hmm. much. So every manager comes in and wants a different set of players. And then we run into a problem like we're looking at now where a lot of players don't meld together. And that's the difference because City... I've done all of those under Pep and bought all these different players that fit his vision. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the main difference. And the only reason that Chelsea are still on such a high level or still, you know, is because first of all, they can keep putting money into the club, but they also have such a good academy that they can keep selling these players for high. Right. So that's why with like financial fair play, they're still able to keep up with everything because they're still selling a lot of players. And a lot of these players are making profit on. They sold Hazard for like a hundred and 30 million or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we have our um, loan academy that that's essentially financial fair play just moved us from um, just spending at, at, at will to developing a crazy youth system right. and a loan system where we buy youth players and um, sell them on profit to um, essentially. Right. And then also, and a lot of financial fair play, um, like the, the, according to like the, the, Deloitte Money League. There's um, the top clubs in terms of revenue is Barcelona, Real Madrid, um, Bayern, and then the top six. The top six Premier League t- 
sides are in that like top 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think um, no, Man City won't like run away with it because financial fair play does exist and they teams still can't um, just like spend like Newcastle isn't going to be able to come in and spend a mm. billion dollars. They have to at least like create a structural system where they buy youth players and sell and then over 10 maybe five ten years um like create a system where they're generating a lot of revenue because they're bringing it's going to take a while they can't just like immediately dope and um financially dope um and like newcastle is going to be another one of those rich clubs one of maybe the top seven um but the difference is going to be how well are those clubs run? Man City is a well-run club, mm-hmm. and well, this is like yeah. Everton. They got new money and they spent poorly, and then they have all these players with super high wages. Yeah, and, they can't and then they them. can't sign anyone new because they don't. They can't get anyone off their books. It's poor management. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that's uh, that's why Newcastle will be really interesting to see how they manage. Most importantly, their wage bill, and see if they can get players that are kind of like not top talents, but right in like the sweet spot where they. If they're a bust, it's not a big deal. And that's mm-hmm. almost the bigger thing when you're trying to transform a team. Right. Um, I guess that's different. Well, no, that's not fully different than City because they didn't buy, up until Grealish, they weren't buying like crazy, crazy players. It was kind of players that were just like about to make their break or had like yeah. one good season or something like that. And Pep saw that he could do something with that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the difference. I think it's, I think it's like how... Money management. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I also want to say that um, the difference between the Premier League and other leagues is the fact that it's the most watched and has the most money in it is going to keep it competitive. And why I think that is because we don't watch, like, Wolfsburg, Dortmund. To or Eredivisie. Eredivisie. Yeah. Or just, like, no, even, like, even like, like Sevilla. I, I don't watch yeah. Sevilla that much. And these are, like... The, but we, I watch a lot of West Ham. I watch a lot of Everton. I watch yeah. a lot of Aston Villa. Why do we watch that? Because the the market in America is and elsewhere is very high for the Premier League. So owners are just like teams like Newcastle. Newcastle is being bought. Then these very rich people aren't going out and buying um, Wolfsburg. They're looking into the Premier League because that's where the market yeah. is. And these other leagues are like are just going to become one league teams, mostly the fact that we're only going to watch those teams in the, the Champions, Champions League. league yeah. Yeah. You know, like, the Premier League is becoming the league you watch and the Champions League and the other leagues, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like it, there's more value to buy a um, 15th place team in the Premier League than a second place team mm-hmm. in France. Yeah, and I think also, like, you think about like the viewership like we're obviously pretty big into the sport and we watch a lot of it mm-hmm. um and we're barely like we don't i've like don't think i've watched one league one game this whole year right mm-hmm. even i mean i guess i watched Messi when it first came out but other than that i haven't looked at it and i was like i'm a pretty big yeah soccer we, we viewer. A lot so of think, soccer about, think about just like a casual viewer they're not gonna turn that on yeah even. well the champions league argument is interesting because city have spent all this money and haven't won a Champions League. Yeah. Same thing with PSG. They win the league every year, except, like, I guess last year when Lille won it, which is embarrassing for them. But right. they also haven't won the Champions League. 
and mm-hmm. I guess both of them have gotten to the final and lost, but um, that's like their main goal as a club, yeah. and they haven't done it. And I guess that kind of proves that like the money isn't everything, you know. Um, but I think looking at like some of their transfers, they're not doing what I guess what Bayern and Juve are doing. They're not poaching these players from other top clubs. So, like, Bayern, they take their players from Leipzig and Dortmund, and then they're on Bayern the next year. Juve, same thing. Like, Chiesa or um, Locatelli. Like City does that, too. They got Grealish, they got Mahrez, Yeah, but from Villa, they're not coming from, like, United, Chelsea, that, yeah, Liverpool. that's true. They're coming from, like, more mid-table teams. Yeah. Yeah, and that's because, like, but also Chelsea I've, and Man United, and they have enough... Um, financial power to reject yeah. those deals and say no we're not going to sell That's our true. players but they're not in bad situations yeah and it's interesting because so for Bayern when they go get players from Dortmund and Leipzig I think we had this discussion before like those teams can say no to Bayern mm-hmm. and I'm not sure why they don't do that because as as Bayern like of course they're going to go out and try to get the best players especially in their own league and same Juve does the same thing in their league. I think the Prem teams get a lot of talented players from overseas too. Like Diaz overseas, Laporte overseas, Bernardo Silva overseas. Like Gundogan and De Bruyne were both in the German league mm-hmm. and they've panned out so well for City. And City also doesn't like I don't think they really overspend aside from the Grealish thing. Like, a, yeah. like, 100 mil is a lot. But for a lot of these players, they're right around, like, the 50 mil mark. And then you look at, like... That all seems very sensible. Like, United yeah, spends, like, sensible. 50 mil on, like, Matic and Fred. Like, and then That's crazy. And then they're, like, Sancho and Lukaku when he was there. Like, 75 mil, and he was there for, like, two years. Yeah. No, I, I mean, honestly, like, that's... McGuire, whole, 80 mil. That's a whole separate conversation is, like, do these big money signings work out because I feel like I yeah. really think we don't have to get into that right now but I think yeah that is the noteworthy thing is that City does um, spend a little bit more wisely or at least on paper it looks like it yeah yeah. Um, and they have Pep yeah <laughs> which was probably the bigger thing honestly he's the one calling out the players he wants um, well shouldn't all coaches have that power right I mean, if you're investing in a coach, if, if if Tuchel is at the team for, like, whatever, four or five years. Yeah, but he's not going to be... Well, and that's just a Chelsea thing. You know, they're not going to... Yeah. But uh, is, that, that's is why, that a flaw, though? Yes, that's why Chelsea... I mean, it's, it's a hard strategy. Yeah. We haven't won the Premier League in uh, five, five years now. Yeah. And um, like, it's hard to... Champions League titles are hard to say that that's um like Chelsea won the Champions League it was great it was wonderful we beat Porto a weak Real Madrid side and we beat we we beat we outplayed yeah we outplayed Atletico um and we beat Man City we outplayed them we were playing well but also Pep overthink it and also also like a one-off game it's yeah it's a tournament style game and a Mm -hmm. tournament style inherently isn't as um, strong of an indicator are you a quality side right. for the entire season the Premier League is literally a perfect um, you play one game 
at home, one game away, and you play every single. It's a perfect system to prove, are you the best team in the this twenty league, like system? Yeah. yeah. And that's why I think it, it's honestly I think it's sometimes more valuable to win the Premier League over than a Champions League. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's more impressive over a long season. You prove proven you're the best team in the best league mm-hmm. versus the Champions League. It's a tournament style, so you don't play some teams. Like, what if we came up against Bayern in the in the first leg of yeah. one of those yeah. Champions League tournaments? We might have. We probably. I'm but that's, we might have won. That's why it's more like valued is because it's so difficult to win. So well, he's the, saying it's not. He's saying that. I'm the saying there's a lot more, more luck. Difficult. There's a lot more, um, just variation on game to game and. It, it term- takes it takes what it takes seven games like three in the once you reach the the round of six round of sixteen there's two legs two legs two mm-hmm. legs and then the final seven right. games to win the championship versus thirty eight games of consistent battles mm-hmm. you know and it's it's exciting I love tournaments all but like if you're if you're trying to prove that you are a dominant team Man City has. Is, has been the best team in the world for the last five years, even though they haven't won a Champions League because they've consistently been won the Premier League and just dominated. That's yeah. true, but I think I think tournaments. What's so great about tournament style is because I think it's more difficult to win tournament things because you play one or sometimes two legs, and if you don't perform over those two legs or the one game, then you're out. And like you, a lot of times, you might lose to a worse team. But, like, I think that's, like, they just have not shown up in certain games. I think they got knocked out by Lyon or whatever that one year, two Mm -hmm. years ago. And they're a better team than Lyon. But that's that's why I think the tournament style is, like, what makes it so so fun. Yeah, no, what I think what you said just, like, was kind of his point because they are a better team. Yeah, but I'm saying – I'm still saying the Champions League is more difficult to win. No, I think it's just, like, a different – like – it's, I don't know. It's, it's, like it's, it's a different. It's a di- different tournament. But I think the the question isn't like maybe what is more difficult to win, but maybe the question is which is a better indicator of like the best team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, yeah. Let's say and let's it, say the Champions League. Let's say let's say there's a Super League of Champions League teams. You know, there's the 32 teams, and they have to play each other for every single one, one, uh, one away, one home. I think Man City wins that. that uh, if it's like a super league of the best sixteen teams, I think they win. You know, right. and I think. Are it, you saying we should do a super league? <laughs> Thomas is canceled. Thomas is canceled. <laughs> canceled. But I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying that the Champions League is very fun. Mm-hmm. Like March Madness is fun. The, right, the, the right. number one seeds can get knocked out. There's a lot of upsets, and that's what happens when you break down when you decide a winner um, on very few games. A lot of crazy things can happen. That's fun, mm-hmm. but that doesn't prove that a, like a team is better than a team. What proves yeah, that yeah. Man City is better than every team in Europe right now is the fact they're consistently. Um, I guess you can't prove it. No, All right, I guess you can't prove it without a super league. I I do agree with what you're saying though. Yeah. Like it it is obvious. Like if Manchester City played blank team a hundred times, City is probably going to win majority of them right Mm -hmm. and that's basically what the premier league or any league is simulating yeah um but the tournament style like like i said like sometimes like something happens during the game 
and the better team might not win. Yeah. Yeah. So which, well, guess, which means it's harder. It's harder to I win. Okay. No, it just like, means I don't know. I think we're yeah, we're, we're going back and forth. I think I think like one thing that is like from a different angle is I think Chelsea has a better chance of winning the Champions League over the next two years than they do of winning the Premier League. Yeah. Because there is like you can get lucky. Yeah. It's exactly. like other than Leicester who won like on a fluke, you know, and obviously the Premier League yeah. was a little bit down that year, but there's more like upsets. Think of like Ajax going super far or like Monaco going super far. There's more like Cinderella stories similar to March Madness or something like that. Not that Chelsea was a Cinderella story, but they had an easier avenue. They got lucky with their draws mm-hmm. and had easier matchups to get, you know, they're, they go to the next round mm-hmm. and they're playing Porto and someone else is playing Bayern. That, they're getting the same distance as someone else playing a yeah. much worse team. Yeah, but... So, like, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, is that, like, abs- it, man, it's harder for Man City to win the Champions League. It's easier for Chelsea to win it. Be, right. it's, a, it's an equalizer, the fact that there's very few games. Right. It's kind of an equalizer. And, yeah, like, it doesn't mean Sheriff's going to win the Champions yeah. League. It's just, like, it equalizes yeah. because it's just a small sample size. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, so I think yes. it can be, like, I don't think... Regardless of like the difficulty of getting with each one, I think what Thomas or like what I agree with with what you're saying is that I think the fact that City has been winning the Premier League at their rate shows that they are the best team. Yes, yeah. agreed. I feel like I that's agree with like that, yeah, yeah, and. Super League. I'm kind of <laughs> honestly. Well, we're like, wait, are you pro Super because, League? Well, like not really because of the how it's. How it was introduced was a dumb idea. It was like very like just lock, locking teams yeah. in was a was not a meritocracy. You can't like leave the Super League. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a terrible idea. But like, um, how do we prove Man City is better than Bayern? Um, if I mean, it's tough, it's tough. And, and with the Champions League being a format that um, has a lot of variance. What we, what you need to prove that is a league where um, you just like you have to that's that yeah. that's a round robin style instead of a tournament style, and that's gonna be that's gonna actually pr- like have a higher chance of proving what which team is better. And like I don't really want that. Like, do you yeah. want to watch a World Cup? That's a, a well, actually, I mean, I don't game like round robin. No, it's it's fun to have the tournaments. Didn't they propose that for the new Champions League? Would that every team plays every team or something yeah, like that? Yeah, there's something like that. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe we're not well informed on this enough, but there, like, last summer or whenever it was when they released the Champions League, like, shortly after they also released the new, or shortly after they released the Super League news, they also released the new Champions League stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was similar to that. It was like you play, like, every team once and it was, like, more Champions League games. I don't know if it was, like, went through or not or if it was just proposed, but. There was like some like restructuring of it, and also did away with away goals and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually gonna look that up because there's a, there is a new Champions League format that's gonna come out. Maybe more teams. There's yeah. they're adding four more teams, and people are a little pissed off because it, it's based on um, like a couple means, the, couple yeah. of teams that are have an automatic spot are based off like the UEFA coefficient. So let's say Juventus had a had a terrible year, like they're having. They still might have a chance of making it to the Champions League because they're just like a, a good team. Mm-hmm. So there's extra spots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like people like always gonna just like, like Tottenham yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, do you want to look at this? Well, I'm. Uh, 
Give me a second. I don't, we can move on. Like, well, that, we, we, that was kind of a tangent. We I, I do. I do like the whole like tournament versus like league style because I think they're like implementing like a league style for like international games. You know, like UEFA Nations League yeah. or something versus like having a tournament or like a Euro um, stuff. I also and I think, think okay. That, well, I guess the I'll speak as Jurgen Klopp. It just means more games for the players yes. that already have too many games. Exactly. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Tom, maybe you can look at that. We can talk about that at the end or next episode. But I think we should get to a little bit of Chelsea Bayern stuff. Yeah. Get back to our roots. Um, Chelsea played Brighton yesterday and got another one-one draw for the second time in two months against them. Whew. Tommy, what is going on? Oh my god. Tom, I heard you have a lot to say. Oh, dude, I was so frustrated watching that game. I was like, why like um, you know, it's just like it's tough. It's so they have all the right pieces. They just can't I, put it together. Yeah. I sometimes have like trouble watching like Chelsea though. Just like it's sometimes like even the games that they win and they score a lot, it's still like frustrating to watch. Even when ZX scored that goal, he like didn't sell. He was like frustrated <laughs> as hell. He had a terrible game. He was like, he was, he was awful. Like, yeah. he was like, I just scored. I just scored. We're up one zero on a big game. Like he didn't like care. It wasn't. Well, I, yeah, but I think I mean like, I feel like people. That was just like a media storm that didn't was unnecessary because I feel like he knows that he has not been playing very well, so he's not gonna go out of his mind celebrating a goal against Brighton, which they should win. Yeah, I feel but, like it's like a like he's like he knows he's not. I don't think it's deeper than that. I think he knows that he hasn't been playing well. He's not. Yeah. He knows he needs to do better, so he... Yeah, but that's, like, the whole team, I feel like. That, that's, like, just, like, frustration with the team. And that's, like, yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying, like, he should be celebrating or something, but, like, it's evident in the team that there's, okay, like, yeah. a bunch oh, of frustration. Yeah. You know? um, no, they know they should be playing better. Yeah. I, I think that is, like, a key moment to understand, like, what's happening is players are not... Um, they're not developing at Chelsea. They're not developing into star players, especially our attackers. I think Tuchel came in and he fixed our defense, and we stopped conceding goals. Remember, except for the last eleven games, one conceded. So, yeah, that's true. Games. That's true. Uh, what? When? <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Damn, when, Tommy. Uh, I, I just got put on fire. All right, Lampard. We scored goals under Lampard, um, and we scored about it the same. Um, as Tuchel, actually, but it was, we're conceding like crazy. It was like every set piece we would concede. Tuchel came in, brought solidity, brought a, what seemed like a plan. It was like a plan, and the plan just seems to be falling apart right now mm-hmm. because um, he's shifting formation. That's the one of the biggest reasons we uh, we look terrible again on that Brian game. We're playing this four-two-two-two, which I hate right now. It's just like because. We do not have, um, we're not playing can or our attacking mids in the attacking mids. We're not playing strikers in the striking positions. We're playing players out of position constantly, especially our, our attackers. We're playing Hudson Odoi as kind of a, a, a second striker to Lukaku. We're playing Ziyech as a right attacking mid. That's not where they thrive. Why aren't we playing with that same team? Why couldn't we play a 4 2 3 1? Four two three one with Mount as a can, Hudson Adoy and Ziyech as the wingers, and Lukaku up top, mm-hmm. and two holding midfielders, right. Kante can come up. That makes so much sense. And instead, we're just like we're not. Tuchel hasn't found the right positions 
um, for our attackers. I, I, I looked, I think Pulisic is a perfect example. Under Lampard, he was playing, under Lampard and at Dortmund, he was playing right wing mostly, left wing and attacking mid sometimes, but he was playing as a winger. Under Tuchel, he's playing right wing back. He's playing um, striker. striker. He's, playing, he's played under Tuchel, 21% of his minutes were at right wing back, 35% of his minutes at striker, and only 30, 30, yeah, 30 minute, 30% of his minutes are either at the floating 10 role, which also isn't his role, or like a winger. Yeah. So not he's not playing his natural position. And when Hudson Odoi plays his natural position of left wing in a in a formation that like is a winger formation, he's yeah. great. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. He, cut, he cuts in, he scores goals yeah. every time every time he plays in that position, I feel like he yeah. he does well. He gets an assist. Yeah. I think so I think Chelsea's problems have been brewing in the background for a while and now you're they're kind of coming through. And I think to a certain extent I think the media is kind of fueling the fire. I feel like a lot of people um, and whether it's just media or just like social media, mm. um, which I don't think helps any of the players' confidence or anything like that, or helps uh, the situation. Yeah. Um, so I think some of the stuff is has been brewing for a while and is just kind of behind the scenes. Um, I think if we talk about how Tuchel implemented his defense as his plan, well, this season starting in you know end of September, early October, all these like murmurs about um, contracts and stuff like that with all these defenders make kind of all of this, whatever, background noise, um, and slowly the defense fell apart, and now Christensen looks like he's going to leave, Rudiger looks like he's going to leave, Azpilicueta looks like he's going to leave. So what is that? That doesn't help anyone. Yeah. That doesn't help anyone to continue forward. And so now our defense is shot, you know. And then even if we concede a goal, our problem a lot of times is that we can't score goals. Um, and so I think, you know, that's kind of like all this background noise, then Lukaku has this interview or whatever. Um, so I think there's like kind of a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Um, but at the end of the day, Tommy, I kind of agree with you. I think Tuchel has talked about in his interviews recently how he's very frustrated that none of his attackers are consistent in scoring goals. And I'm kind of like, and I, whatever, I want Tuchel to stay. You know, I don't think that's a conversation, uh, whether he should be fired or whatever like that. Um, I want to go say, but I'm also like, dude, you talk about how none of your attackers can score consistently. None of them play consistently. Yeah. Like no one has had like a long stretch of games. Yeah. Um, Other than I think the Kai, Kai Havertz at striker, yeah. when uh, when, when Lukaku hurt. and Timo were hurt, and that was our best stretch of games, probably. Yeah. Was when Kai was consistently starting striker, and we had like a couple wingers on the side, yeah. or floating tens. We were consistently playing the same formation with a, a linchpin right. at, at top, and that doesn't mean play Kai out every time. That mm-hmm. just means um, Lukaku can be that guy, but play him consistently and play a consistent formation, and don't confuse yeah. the roles yeah. constantly. I think so, like another attacker that same like the same thing. I think Pulisic had a stretch where he started like nine games in a row or something like that yeah. which for him is pretty long but also he was playing in all these different positions like you were just saying so I think like he just needs to like get like a group and just like let him play and if he knows he's going to sell Ziyech at the end of the season play Ziyech as like a super sub you know he's obviously a quality player but if you yeah. don't see him in the long term future yeah. then don't work like don't make him an integral part of the system I agree I feel like that's like I mean it's obviously easier said than done um, we have a big game against Tottenham this weekend, so hopefully that goes okay. Or uh, we need a win. We need yeah. to beat Tottenham. Mm-hmm. 
um, for the league standings. But yeah, I feel like it just has to be consistent, and I feel like they need to sort out those like kind of back of house stuff with the contracts and whatnot. And if that means players are leaving, that's fine. But make that decision. Like stop having all this like floating stuff. Say to Christensen, like if you're gonna leave, just like let us know so we can you can do that on your own, and like that is a done deal and we can like move on i think it's it helps both the player and the club if like there's like some like communication and then it's just transparent and it's out there byron's having the same same problems kind of with sula like they offered him a contract it's up to him if he's going to take it or not but he's not playing you know like and he'll play sometimes when there's injuries and stuff but like if he's not committed to byron for the future he's not really an integral part of the team which I think is how it should be because why would they play someone if they're not sure he's going to be part of like Byron's long-term right. future? Right. So they're going to play players that have long that have current contracts like Hernandez or Upamecano and they're going to play them so that like they can get chemistry going, they can like get a certain team cuz Byron will change up their squad sometimes if like there's a player that's like hurt or something but for the most part it's the same squad and same formation every single game Mm -hmm. and i think that helps because then you know like each other's game and you know exactly like your tendencies of your teammates like where they're gonna be like what they like to do and like i think sometimes chelsea's players are so great individually and like no one's like gonna question that but sometimes there's like a disconnect of like like just chemistry, I think. I mean, that's. I think that's a great point. We can kind of involve our Bayern conversation um, at this point. But literally on my paper, I had. I just have Bayern business as usual. Like, yeah. they play the same, and it's like kind of for us. It's like okay, boring to watch. Or I was on Twitter, like finally a game when they played Gladbach that yeah. like was a little up in the air. Um, that was a little bit of fluke, but I get. <laughs> Like, sometimes bored watching Bayern because I'm like, okay, I know they're going to win. I know who the starting lineup's going to be. Yeah. Like, what is up to chance? And although sometimes as a viewer, that's less exciting um, for me who's, like, not... I don't have Bayern at my heart or whatever. I'm not, like... Yeah. I want to see a more exciting game. But for Bayern, that's great. Mm-hmm. They know they're going to win 95% of the games they play every week. Yeah. Chelsea goes into a game with a new starting lineup. They have to make these new, like, whatever relationships on the field with what's going on players are playing out of position they have to get comfortable and then they have this huge like media storm behind them that's not like putting your best foot forward you know no no really. <laughs> well no. what do you oh, want do you want Lukaku to start this weekend or like what no, do you guys yeah, have like an good. opinion on yeah. well, like, right. how he is right now but, like um, whatever what's it called allegory <laughs> I don't know my like son. Comparing it to to Bayern, <laughs> what was that? Just not telling. Uh, <laughs> um, like Coleman is a world class player, but he's a substitute, and he's a substitute because Sane and Gnabry are better. Mm-hmm. Why can't Chelsea find their three best attackers and play them, and the rest are substitutes? And the reason why is because they all came in expecting to be starters. We didn't have a plan. We don't have a, a set. We didn't like Lukaku came in to be a starter what happened to Kai and Timo Kai and Timo came in to be starters like no no one's coming in to be um, like compare that to um, Bayern or City City buys a player um, to rotate in and you have to earn your spot um, but they already have they already have a, a set 
team. And like Chelsea's bringing in multiple attackers at a time. I suppose. Like when Timo and Kai came in, we're bringing in multiple attackers at a time that don't have set positions within our formation. And we're just like, we have to figure out how to put six starting attackers in a lineup when we should have three and three subs. Mm-hmm. I also have written down, do we just have too many? Too many attackers? Many, yeah. And yeah. I think that's, yeah. No, I think Set that's, roles is what we need. I think that is that is part of it. And that's why I am kind of for offloading some of these players. Um, and not because I don't think they're good, and not that I don't think they deserve to be at Chelsea, but if Chelsea is trying to create like a best 11 and win and be consistent and win over like a long period of time, i.e. City, mm-hmm. they need to have a little bit more consistency. And I actually... City isn't really the best example of that because they do switch up their lineup a bit, but it seems like everyone knows their place more. They're playing, it's like the same like type of player or whatever. You know, right. Chelsea has like a lot of like different, like Kai Havertz, Ziyech, and Pulisic are all such different players that it's hard to have a system where they all can fill in for each other, you know? Right. Um, I think Liverpool is a good example, and they play I was about to say that, yeah. Mane, Jota, Salah. Every game. 90% of the games. Yeah. And they have such good chemistry together. Mo Salah is the best player in the Premier League because he has not, well, obviously he's individually great, but also he knows where these other players are going to be. He gets these balls, balls from Mane. He plays a beautiful assist to Jota. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a system. And obviously, you know, some teams can pull off not having such a strict system like Pep, but not many teams are like Man City or Pep Guardiola. Yeah, I think, I think sometimes, like Liverpool does this where... They have a team, and they're looking to replace, like, maybe one player. Or they're looking to, like, have a backup for, like, a couple players. And yeah, Johnson was bought as a backup for y- Firmino. Yeah, and, and now he's starting, I guess, but... Is he starting I, I, Firmino? He starts, every like, every game. He's yeah. incredible. Firmino's probably had, like, three or four starts this whole season. Jota plays, like, his FIFA tournaments, like, pro FIFA tournament <laughs> games. And then he goes, like, two hours later and goes and plays real soccer. Crazy but, man. um... Yeah, I think Chelsea had, like, a lot of new players come in all at once, too. And I wasn't sure, like, like Kai and Timo came after Tohol, right? No, no before. before. They before. came with that part second year. Well, yeah, that's the th- same thing. We're talking about, like, club takeovers almost. Yeah. We can kind of think about what happened on Lampard's second season as kind of a club ta- takeover with five new players or whatever. Um, think about PSG. They had all these players come in. didn't really work out. Yeah. Um, and I think <laughs> we are very, like... Mm-hmm. Selfish or not selfish or spoiled? Yeah, spoiled. Because yeah. Chelsea won the they won the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and we're being we're nitpicky. It worked. Yeah. It worked. We're in a very special spot because we can be so nitpicky and yeah. be obviously so outwardly frustrated. Yeah, because, because they can be so much though, better. Yeah, even though we won the Champions League, we are like miles behind City and Liverpool. I, I think Liverpool are getting a little unlucky this year. If you look at like the. Um, expected goal differential like they're just getting, getting unlucky with like draws compared to, and they're they're at a similar level in terms of dominance against teams as Man City and Chelsea's dropping off and I feel like we as we won the Champions League but I think that um, blinded people to mm-hmm. how like much how we barely how I mean, bad we kind of are we finished in fourth great. yeah mm-hmm. finished in fourth and we've consistently we're not we're not competing with the title we haven't competed for the title since Conte yeah and you think like all these games um, kind of down to the wire, even if we do... Like, think about that Brentford game where we won 1-0, I think. That was like, you know, Mendy had to be spectacular to, for us to get by. Yeah. Um, 
there was so many one nil games that Tuchel had and whatnot. Um, but I think the reason why it's exciting to watch, it's frustrating, but it's also exciting, is because we're like we're not just there, but we're close. Mm-hmm. We have you the, know, we, we have the, the potential. Building, we so. have the best players. Like it can be put together properly. So um, I think I, I mean whatever. I'm still hopeful. I still think if we like optimists. I can. who who are you guys? I know you talked about like possibly offloading some players. Who is like you mentioned? I think Timo in like a past episode. Like I, I think Timo Ziyech are easy. I think both of them. Like, Maybe Pulisic as much as we love him because we're Americans. He's no, yeah. Well, I think. Consistent. I think either. No, I don't. I think Hudson Odoi. Really. Before Pulisic, I think Pulisic is much more consistent than Hudson Odoi is. Mm. Um, and you think Callum. Pulisic scores more goals than Callum does. That's true, Callum. He, he has, has no. He has, he has more. He has more like goal ability, output than yeah than Adoy does, and so I think if you can get a big fee for him, take it because if you think we Chelsea are going to put Conor Gallagher into the team next year, mm-hmm. so if you get rid of Hudson Adoy, Ziyech, and Timo Werner, yeah. and you just put in Conor Gallagher, that's a lot more like consistency there. Byron has been trying to get Hudson Odoi for so long. Yeah, but, but now, now Chelsea can probably get him for maybe forty million. Yeah, yeah, and Coleman yeah. just signed a new contract, so yeah. And I think I think Chelsea, what they should do is buy someone like Tuchuameni. They can buy. He's gonna be a backup for Angola Conte, and then mm-hmm. have Conte there for one more year, sell Conte, and then you have Tuchuameni there. Yeah. Um, I think they've talked about signing Guzman Dembele today. Mm. Like I think. I don't, like I think Xavi gave him an ultimatum. It's like yeah. right, like it, I think like Dembele could be signed tomorrow. Like that's like a serious thing. But what does that solve? That, I mean that solves that solves Tuchel because Tuchel likes Dembele when they play together at Dortmund. That's just for like not trying to be disrespectful to to, to, to Dembele, but that's just like another attacker in the system. Like mm-hmm. yeah. another another person comp- competing for spots, another person who has to be integrated into the team and you know, form these relationships and stuff. I don't think yeah. that's like a... I don't think the, the solution is not adding more players. It's doing more with what we have, you know. The Tuchel-Dembele connection's interesting, but like... He's not making that connection with Pulisic. With Pulisic, <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, I thought Pulisic was going to like be maybe a starter, like a regular, because he played so well under Tuchel at Dortmund. And then he had some injury stuff, of course, but like he's not, he's not a starter, not playing as much as I thought he would be playing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, I'm. Can we wrap this up? Because I'm really hungry. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, yeah. I want, I want one thing. We, let's wrap it up I nicely. I started thinking with, about Chipotle and I kind of zoned out. <laughs> oh my god! I want Chipotle too. <laughs> Sponsored <laughs> by Chipotle. Um, no, I. What I wanted to say is this: been like we've kind of been going on little rants this whole episode. So I wanted to end it with the fact that Lewandowski won the UEFA Best Award. Yeah, which, yeah, yes, yeah. Shout out That's King cool. Lewa, um, and I think. You know, whatever, it's not, people don't regard it as highly as the Ballon d'Or or whatever. But if, you know, if we think about how the Ballon d'Or went this year, I don't think it went very well. So maybe this trophy is just as good. Hey, Even though the, FIFA, the World FIFA 11 was terrible and did not make any sense. Uh, it made no was the best, and so far that's been the only yeah. good award that's Fans have the power year. to um, give, like, what's it called, uh, cre- uh, credit, credibility to certain awards. 
Let's give it to this award. Yeah, yeah. It's a we, like that, that, well, we choose this actually, award. We choose it. To we, we endorse the what's it called? <laughs> the, <laughs> the FIFA Player the best. of the Year. Yeah, FIFA the best. The best we endorse it. Uh, it's but only only good. this only trophy. only that one, not the eleven. The eleven. <laughs> no. well, the the eleven didn't make sense. I mean, this is like quick, but like. Donnarumma at goalie, and then they put Mendy as best goalkeeper? Exactly. So we're only... This is the only trophy. It made no sense, yeah. This is the only trophy we're focusing on. The, oh, and the, the TikTok best. the TikTok best player. I think Leva won that, too. TikTok best player. Okay, we're going we're gonna to be looking into the... For the future, we're going to... We'll, we'll, for now, we're endorsing the TikTok and the... <laughs> yeah, and the FIFA's best, yeah. Yes, yeah. Ones to look out for as replacements for the Ballon d'Or. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ballon d'Or's over. Yeah, six Ballon d'Or's, what does that even mean? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ball what? Ball what? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that does it. It's good. Hard stop. We're hard done. Hard stop. Wait. Yeah. Hard stop. Hard stop. Wait, Tom.